The Blue Jackets are down to their final two prospects to be their next head coach. Who are those guys? Will there be a curveball? We discuss today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. team every day. I'm your host Hayden Heilsorn and with me is my co-host Jay Foster here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team and ours the Columbus Blue Jackets. I want to thank you all for making this your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available to you guys on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and the SiriusXM app. All right, Jay, we have some coaches that have gone off the board for the Blue Jackets, so it's been a little bit easier to narrow down who the Blue Jackets have left. We have Peter Laviolette pretty much all but confirmed to go into the Rangers. We have Andrew Brunette, the New Jersey assistant that is going to the Predators. And we also learned that the Blue Jackets kind of separated themselves from Mike Babcock. So a lot has happened in the last week. Still no coach. The main candidates... It seems like Pascal Vincent, the assistant who's been with Columbus and before that was with the Winnipeg system, and also a late throw-in that I jokingly throwed in, like a, 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 I jokingly threw in, excuse me, grammar, I jokingly threw in a couple episodes ago, but Patrick Waugh is in the mix now, which is, a, for a guy like you, got to be thrilling to see his name pop up in the, in the mix. Now, as a, as a goalie fan? Yeah, but so I don't know. Patrick was such a weird name. Um, a lot of people, again, were throwing it out there as just kind of a, hey, he he maybe wants to get back into the NHL, and you know, obviously, he is doing extremely well with his uh, team in the queue at the minute. Uh, the the Quebec Ramparts, I believe, are now two and zero in the Memorial Cup. They are going through to the final game, which is on Friday, I think. So CBJ prospect James Malatesta in there. So. There's one Blue Jackets connection straight away. Um, but Patrick Wire is just, I can't get a handle on where that came from. I don't know if it's that he was just basically not thinking about anything until the playoffs finished. Um, I still don't know that we'll get a decision until the Memorial Cup is over. I don't know that he wants to make that decision. But yeah, it's it's a name that... I kind of jokingly threw in um, one of our wonderful YouTube commenters like a month and a half ago made a comment about how they wondered if Patrick Waugh would be available to goalie coach um, because obviously the Blue Jackets are in in town for in, in, you know, in need of a new goalie coach as well. And I kind of was like, yeah, that would be really fun. Um, But now apparently the the rumors are the rumors are here. Uh, Patrick Waugh is not the leader of the pack, I don't think, but he hasn't been ruled out yet, um, unlike quite a lot of other names, which makes sense. The Blue Jackets, I believe, had about eight or nine different coaching names that they were considering at one time. So a lot of spaghetti thrown at the wall, and now we're kind of starting to see which which strands of spaghetti are, uh, are starting to stick. That's true. There have been a lot of names in the mix, and let's get to some of those that have been knocked off before we continue on the names that are in the mix now, Peter Laviolette, as I mentioned, is going to the Rangers. That's pretty much all but confirmed there. 
yeah, I don't think it's official yet, but I think Kevin Weeks has said, and uh, he's generally pretty up on what's happening. And uh, I think Elliot Friedman has basically confirmed it as well. So nothing is official, official. There's no ink on contract yet, but I think people are basically, it's, it's an unofficial, like a handshake deal as at this point, I think. Yes. And we also saw this was a controversial name for you and I, but Mike Babcock is out. I just want on the record. I was never fully like he's the guy. I was open to him. So let me just get that out there. Okay. Um, but we talked to uh, we had a meeting with Sean who works for Locked On and was a is a Leafs fan who said no. Very you want nothing. Leafs fan. Yes. You want nothing to do with him. <laughs> and so since that happened after our show. He has been out of the mix, which is very pleasing, I think, for a lot of Blue Jackets fans. A big uh, sigh of relief. It would have been a uh, absolute buzz of a hire, like in terms the of just reaction. Been tremendous, right? It you would know, have been nothing else. The content would have been fantastic, right? And as people who cover this team, like we should never be, we should never be mad at more content. However, I would rather the team be boring and win than good media and lose i think <laughs> true and i don't think uh i think laviolette would have been a boring name i mean i know laviolette was was our in our top two or three early on in this process but just we know who he is at this point he can't coach a modern day nhl team it feels like to a stanley cup um he's been the advantage with laviolette is that he's coached pretty much every team in the metropolitan division i think it's just us and Pittsburgh now that yeah. he hasn't yeah. that he hasn't coached. Um it feels like a it feels like a good fit for the Rangers. Um he feels very kind of Gerald Gallant-esque, I think. Um whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, Rangers fans can decide. But looking at, you know, the past couple of Rangers coaches, Laviolette feels like there's a there's a fit there. The the one I am more interested in or the one that I am more surprised by, uh Andrew Brunette going to the Predators. Um, the Predators have kind of been up and down. They were like, well, we've got this new um, GM who obviously longtime excellent NHL coach Barry Trotz uh, is, is now the GM there. And they were like, well, we don't want, we don't know if we're going to keep John Hines. We don't know what's going to happen. And then it feels like literally just today out of nowhere, they were like, oh yeah, Andrew Burnett's going to the Predators. And I'm like, well, there's the best coaching candidate off the board to a team that wasn't even really in conversation until like 20 minutes before the hire happened. Correct so. me if I'm wrong though. That is, that is a perfect fit for him in terms of the places he's been. I mean, he was in Florida before he was in New Jersey, but he's kind of just bounce around teams that maybe have low expectations. Um, so for him to be his first head coaching gig at a place like Nashville, while them, the fan base might have expectations. I'm just saying like that city doesn't. Yeah. They like the predators, but they're not focused. It's not like they live or die with the predators scrutiny in the same way that there is for like the Toronto head coach job, even the blue jackets. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be really interested to see how the devils look this upcoming season. I know that there was a lot of talk about how Andrew Burnett was basically going to be, the new, the next head coach there. They were going to have Lindy Ruff for a season or two, and then he was going to move on or retire or whatever. Um, I don't know how much impact in, input Andrew Burnett had with the Devils' coaching systems this season, but I'm going to be really interested to see how they look this season compared to last season because I think Burnett probably had a little bit more of a say than like the average hockey viewer would 
would assume. Yes. Yes. He is. He was an electric hire for for anybody. Any, if the blue jackets would have landed him, I think we would have been extremely excited. Probably the most excited because the up and coming name, like he is the, or at least the expectation on what he's going to do as a head coach is high on him because of what he's done as an assistant coach. So that would have for sure been an name tough to miss out on it. We were excited to see that. We at least interviewed him at least, you know, blue jackets fans were like, okay, we have a brain as a franchise to interview this guy, not just going after all the old guys, which was good because we did go after a lot of old guys. Um, but he's out of the mix. So we got Brunette, Babcock, and LaViolette out of the mix. Patrick Waz, we mentioned, was a late insert. And then we can talk a little bit more about Pascal Vincent, the assistant coach of the Blue Jackets, who is now in the top two, it seems. But first, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about FanDuel. Right now, you can go to FanDuel. You can get a no-sweat first bet up to 2 thousand five hundred dollars that's a fantastic deal for someone like me who lives in ohio gambling just became legal this past new year's and i got to FanDuel immediately put in a little bit of money i got tons of free promotions and stuff they're always doing stuff it seems like every day i get on FanDuel, i go to the promotions page there's always something so please check that out. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's way better than what I got. I got like 200 free bucks. You can get 2,500 free bucks right there. Uh, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on for that. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. We covered the NHL here, but NBA Finals going on. Great place to do that. All right. So continuing here with the Blue Jackets and their coaching search. Pascal Vincent, a guy who we know that the team is very familiar with. He's been an assistant coach here. Uh, he's a little bit lo- younger. He's a little bit older, excuse me, than I thought he was. Uh, do you have a guess on his age? I have it in front of me. It shocked me. I, I got was, it wrong. I was halfway through Googling. I will, I will stop Googling. Um, I'm going to say that he's probably between 45 and 50. That's a pretty good guess. I would have probably I would have guessed probably thirty five to forty, but he is fifty one. So he's yeah. been he's been at this a little bit longer than we think he has coaching wise because you know how it is. And I mean, you're sitting here with me going through this. It's a little bit scary hiring a first time head coach, right? Just the thought of that is a little freaky. And I think with the Blue Jackets just going through the ringer with Brad Larson and him being a first-time NHL coach, it doesn't excite Blue Jackets fans off the bat when you think of the idea of going down that route again. But if he is the coach, then you have to hire him. And he is a different person than Brad Larson, so it's not like it's not like it's the same thing. It's just easy for Blue Jackets fans to go to that point where like, ugh, Really, we're you know, don't we're giving four million dollars to this dude? Like we just went down this trail. Um, it doesn't mean it can't be different. But Jay, when you see that it is somewhat likely the Blue Jackets might be the assistant coach tree again, do you feel good about Pascal Vincent if he is hired to be the Blue Jackets' next coach? You know, I think I do, and like I have been pretty high on Pascal Vincent basically since we started this thought process what two three weeks ago it feels like i've been looking for head coach forever but 
It's really, it's really only been a couple of weeks. Um, it's pretty much been since Torts left. Let's be honest, Brad Larson. Yeah. Like we and were like, still. I, I, I was kind of. I initially was like, oh, I don't want them to go down that route again of just hiring the of just promoting from within. You know, when they announced that they were looking for internal candidates, I was like, okay, fine. We had a fun conversation about Rick Nash. Obviously, that didn't go anywhere. Um, but yeah, like you said, if if he's the guy, he's the guy. You know, and I don't want Brad Larson's legacy to kind of taint people's thoughts on Pascal Vincent because I think they are very different coaches. Um, I think, I don't know, I just, if he wasn't saying all the right things, I don't know that he would have gotten this far in the in the conversation, especially when you look at the names that are being thrown around. You know, Peter Laviolette's been coaching forever. Mike Babcock's been around forever. A um, couple of other names that are kind of, Entering the conversation and leaving the conversation, you know, there's there's um, there's a lot of names being thrown around, and almost all of them have more experience than Pascal Vincent. You know, Patrick Waugh coming in, um, he was. We looked at this just off recording. His record is in for coaching with the Avalanche is what 130 to 80, I think. Yeah, coached three seasons with the Avs, the Matt Duchesne yeah. Avs, I believe that was. <laughs> and like, okay, in fairness, it was. Uh, they, a really good first season, I believe. It was and a really he, good first season. That yeah. one, I feel like, was that that was the first season that I kind of started paying attention to like fancy stats. Um, and their fancy stats all season were just horrible. And they somehow finished first in the division and then immediately lost in the first round. And then the season after that, they were seventh and then sixth in the central divisions after that. So like, they were not great um, as as far as an organization goes. And I think the way that Patrick Waugh left, it was, um, I don't think he'd made a lot of friends on his way out. There was a lot of talk about how he kind of wanted more influence than he'd had over decisions. And the GM, who I believe was Joe Sackick at the time, I could be wrong about that. No, you. I think you already like, nailed that. Just coach. Like, that's what we want you to do, just coach. And he basically threw a tantrum and, and left. Uh so I can see why a lot of people are kind of gun shy about a guy like Wah. You know, they've just ha- they've just got they've just recovered from having Tortorella around, who you know is maybe the most contentious head coach. I think Patrick Wah will be a fantastic quote for the media. Um, but it's I don't know between between these two guys because that's I think what it boils down to. There's a couple of there's other names being thrown out thrown around there, and I wonder if now that John Hines is out of a job, he gets a call from the Blue Jackets, but. What it boils down to is, do you go for a guy like Patrick Watt, who has experience, who has just coached the uh, Quebec Ramparts to, I think they lost one game in all of the, one or two games in the entire playoff run, you know? And now they're up 2-0 in the Memorial Cup. They just beat Seattle, who were the favorites. He has done a very, very good job in the queue. He's taken a couple of years away, more than a couple of years away from the NHL. Uh, his last NHL coaching job was 2015-16. So it, uh, it's been, God, how does time work? Seven years? Seven seasons? Been seven. All that time. He's probably done some growing. I think he's learned a lot. Um, and honestly, the idea of someone that has spent a lot of time coaching major junior players, I think is a good sign. For a team as young as the Blue Jackets, you know, it's why I think that the Blue I think the, the Blue Jackets in, and like the NHL in general should look more at coaches from Major Junior. I think they should look more at coaches from the NCAA because those coaches know how to develop players. They know how to get results from young players. 
And I think with a team like Blue Jackets, where it's like a bunch of 22-year-olds and Johnny Gaudreau just kind of along for the ride, I think a guy like Patrick Waugh could be in- interesting. However, and I will finish up my, my, my little, my, my uh, it's not even a diatribe, it's just a rant at this point. Um, Pascal Vincent is familiar to the team. He is familiar to the players. Uh, and I think they wouldn't be giving him this much airtime with the interviews if he wasn't doing and saying all of the right things. Um, and obviously, Brad Larson didn't say all the right things before he got hired. But I don't know. I think if you keep looking at it, well, Brad Larson didn't work. So Pascal Vincent's not going to work. It feels unhelpful. And I think it's, I don't know, they're different guys, man. You know, they've got different they're coaching They're different styles. guys. Pascal Vincent can do can do more than people think with this team. You know, I think he was he was the head coach in Manitoba before he was the assistant coach here. You know, he gave up an assistant coaching job in the NHL to go back to the AHL and head coach. And I think And he shows- is also currently getting looked at by somebody. We can confirm that he has been interviewed by at least one other team, Vincent has. Oh, for a head coaching position, yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. So like, it's not just the Blue Jackets going for an easy, hey, this guy knows where the coffee machine is. Let's just hire him. You know, I think they've done their due diligence. I think they were burnt by Brad Larson. Um, You know what else they were burnt by a little bit too, which sucks as Blue Jackets fans, is the guy that followed Patrick Wall right after him was Jared Bednar. I think sometimes about what if the Blue Jackets had hired Jared Bednar, Mm -hmm. what would have happened? Um. I think how, but 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 that's one of those things where you go back to like how much do you do you really credit Bednar for that amazing Avs team like that he has like it's, that's yeah it kind of it goes back to what, yeah. and kind of what we talked about a little bit with Joel Quenville is is he a good coach or does he just have a bunch of Hall of Famers on his team right you know yeah. like I could mm-hmm. probably do a half decent job coaching a team that has Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr on it but that's that's beside the point. Um, we should do. We should. We should do. Uh, this is. This is something that we probably should be talking about off mic. Uh, but I would love to do an episode about like big what ifs in mm-hmm. Blue Jacket history. What if Jared that does Bednar? Sound fun. <laughs> yeah. What if it was Bednar instead of Tortorella? What if Artemi Panarin stayed? What if I got this, a what, what if? if that, you know, I got a what. What if Zach Rensky doesn't blow a tire in overtime of Game One against the Bruins that led to the overtime goal? That's what I think exactly. about pretty much every five minutes. <laughs> like, if Zach Rensky just wouldn't have tri- tripped up at that blue line, could be a how, very different. Could have been a different, different series. Story, we would have played. We would have gone on, played the Hurricanes. We know we would have swept them because they can't win a single <laughs> Eastern Conference final game. And then we would have gotten the Blues, yeah, blue on exactly. blue matchup. A lot, of, a lot of what ifs, and it's kind of impossible to yeah. do what ifs with hockey because it's it such a random sport. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, look at what the Panthers are doing right now. The, this sport it makes no sense. But kind of tying that back to Pascal Vincent, I just, I, I, and maybe this is just me having been burned by being a Blue Jackets fan too many times. What if Vincent goes to this other team that's interviewed him and then immediately gets Jack Adams' consideration? Because that it, does that not feel like what would happen? Because it that's does. How, <laughs> that's how this universe works for the Blue Jackets, you know? And I don't mm-hmm. think it's a case of, well, if we don't hire him, then it was a mistake. But I don't know. I just maybe I just have a feeling. I have a good feeling about Pascal Vincent. And I'll have to make a note of when this episode aired. So in a year's time, I can go back and clip this bit and we can all laugh at how stupid I was. But I just I don't know. I have a good feeling. Well, I was just going to mention about the good vibes. 
And, the I was just, and that's what it is with hockey, right? That's kind of what it is. It's like yeah. hockey is the one sport as a fan where you're really rooting for a guy based off vibes because hockey is where you often are scheming up plays and whatnot. Sure. There's a lot more that goes into being an NHL coach than I'm making it sound like, but the guy needs to be a fit in the room. It can't just be a, which is why I think they probably went away from Babcock is Babcock, the smartest hockey mind. I think so by a long shot. Does he know how to coach young people? We're never going to know because he's not going to coach the Blue Jackets. Like So it is mostly about a vibes thing. And Vincent would have a leg up because he's yeah. coached the team before. So he passes the vibe check, I believe, is what the kids are what the kids are saying these days, you know? And that, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly right. You know, you can be the best player in the world. And if you don't have chemistry with your line mates, doesn't matter, you know? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you take a former 50 goal scorer that has no chemistry or do you take a former 30 goal scorer that played with your current winger in juniors or right. best friend or you know brother whatever you know like were daniel and henrik sedin the best choices for did they go one and two overall or two and three overall i always forget but like were they were, was that the best choice Maybe not, but if you have a chance to pick both brothers, like you're going to, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. about the vibe check, it's about the fit, it's about chemistry. Um, and I think Pascal Vincent is checking all of those boxes. I think so too. I think so too. And we're going to do a quick vibe check of ourselves. And when we come back, we will pit the two remaining candidates up against each other and tell you our favorites. I just want to point out, after coming back, while we were taking a pause, I noticed a new jersey back there, Jay. I see that. You can't just... Oh, yes. I remember to switch my jerseys around. You snuck that. (laughs) You did it. Sneakily put a new jersey up there. Um, I will say, I felt like you copied me a little bit because I also have a Foligno jersey up. But then I see, clearly, there are some names other than Foligno on that jersey. This jersey is still on the team. (laughs) yeah so for those unfortunate i don't know if i told this story on the on the podcast um i love this jersey uh it's very cursed so i can't wear (laughs) games so it might as well it might as well live on my wall um my my thing is uh i'm not allowed to buy hockey jerseys anymore because every time i buy a jersey the guy gets traded like one to three seasons later like i have five blue jackets jerseys um and i've told the story on the podcast before so i have five blue jackets jerseys uh i have brandon sard i have nick felino uh, I have uh, Brandon Dabinsky. I have uh, Cam Atkinson. That's tough. And I have uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois that I got in. Oh. I got, so that was a blank jersey that I got his name on oh. in November of 2019 because I was like, this guy's going to be here forever. And uh, like, it was, in fairness, it was between him and Oliver Bjorkstrand. And neither of these guys are with the team anymore, you know. So uh, this is this is why I haven't bought um, that's why I haven't bought a Nick Blankenberg jersey yet because I don't want to curse and, and get him traded. <laughs> yeah. so. That's fair, completely, <laughs> completely valid. Um, no, that's good stuff. For those who are listening on the podcast version, Jay has a new Blue Jackets jersey up that has tons of old Blue Jackets signed on the back. It looks very nice. It looks like probably at least a $500 jersey based off the names, but... <laughs> okay, um, so 
there is actually there is one player. We'll we'll move on in a second. I think there is one player. Oh, there you go. There's Zach Wierenski. Right there you there. go. And that's <laughs> the only signature on here that I believe is still on the team. Only other one would be Jenner or Robinson, right? It, those are the only guys that. From that time, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This jersey was is was signed in like 2017 or 2018. So yeah. probably not even Robinson, probably just Jenner then. Maybe literally, Robinson. Yeah, literally just literally yeah. just Jenner and Wierenski are the only yeah. two guys that are left from that. It's fine. I feel fine about it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about coaches. Yes, let's talk about coaches. How sad because... I am about how all of my favorite Blue Jackets leave. Yes. Um, the Jackets need to make a decision at coach because the NHL draft is coming up in less than a month, June 28th. So get ready because it's coming. I, I would like to see the Jackets make a decision by the end of the week because you saw the Capitals. They I forget the who the Capitals got. Not a, it wasn't a huge oh, name. Um, Spencer Carberry. Carberry, yeah. Was the assistant head the assistant coach for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So there you go. Um so, yeah. that's something there. But they got they gotta make a decision. You saw the Predators have made their decision. I'd like to see the Blue Jackets get that done by the end of this week. I'm sure Yarmo is looking to do so if you are Yarmo right now. Uh, and I'm going to be Armo too in my head here. You're down to these two guys. Maybe there's a curveball. Like we said at the beginning, there could be a curveball in here, but we're down to Vincent and we're down to Patrick Waugh. In your head, gut instinct, who is the next coach of the Blue Jackets? My, so my knee-jerk reaction is Waugh. That's who I think will be the head coach. That's not necessarily mm-hmm. who I want to be the head coach. I think if I had to pick, if I was Yamaka Kalainen, I would say Vincent. But I have a feeling that they're going to go with Wah. Otherwise, I don't know why you bring him in this late in the game. You know, maybe it's it's that they were assumed that he was unavailable and then suddenly found out he was available. Maybe they were waiting for the QMJHL playoffs to wrap up. I don't know what it is, but to me bringing someone in late in the game like that, like after, I believe the sec- he was in a third round of interviews, but he wasn't in round one and two. So that, to me, says they like this guy and that they think he's their guy. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it says that to me. I mean, that it could be, I guess, maybe just like, hey, we've interviewed a lot of guys who's still out there. And like you said, maybe they didn't know he was available. But the point is, he's made it this far. So he is available, and I'm looking at his resume, Jay. He's coached 13 years of juniors. He's very young still. Like he, like this guy is. Hold on, I'm scrolling up his age, 57. So he's he's not the youngest, but he is still, in my mind, a very young NHL head coach. Uh, he's a guy that everybody knows the name Patrick Waugh. Um, and the second best goalie to ever play the game, but that's, and that's if you, we can't get into a debate about who right. the best was. Um, but you know, arguably Patrick Waugh, a top three goalie of all time, of mm-hmm. all time, which that makes me feel good about Elvis. I think if there's anyone that can, cause I think Elvis has kind of struggled with head coaches. Um, Tortorella openly said that he doesn't care about goalies and he doesn't know, understand them. And so he just leaves those discussions, <laughs> those decisions up to the goalie coach, which fine. Um, I don't think Brad Larson knew what to do with him either. Having a goalie as a head coach, I think, might might bring Elvis back to, back to what we know he can be. 
Maybe that's maybe that's my weird prediction of the season is that Patrick Wah pull. There's some kind of hallmark movie in here about Patrick Wah bringing Elvis Musleykins back to himself, and you know him him winning the Vesna at the end of the year. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, Jay. I mean, he's coached like like we said. He already has three years of NHL head coaching experience. Granted, it was you know, a, 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 like a, it was a career ago, pretty much at this point, because he's had a career with the Ramparts here. But he's coached 16 years as a head coach of a hockey team. And plenty of NHL alumni were on those Quebec teams that he coached. Um, So he knows how to coach around highly skilled talent and knows how to make it win, too. And Malatesta is currently a guy playing for him is a huge part, or at least you and I look at him as a part of the Blue Jackets future. If if Patrick Waugh is the guy, he's going to have instant chemistry with him. Not that you hire a guy just because of his chemistry with the prospect, <laughs> but I'm just saying. But. I'm just saying there's a lot of reasons to hire Patrick Waugh. Like there James are Malatesta. actually a lot of reasons. Yeah. So we, we've kind of we've beaten this drum a lot, but I'm going to mm-hmm. beat it again. Um, James Malatesta is a fifth round draft pick. He's got 19 goals in 16 playoff games. Yeah, he's had a good run. Like, yeah, yeah, he's had a really good we, run. What yeah. are we doing here? Yeah, it's, it's, if he can pull that kind of goal scoring out of a guy like Malatesta, like imagine what he could do for a guy like Marchenko or a guy like Sillinger, who's kind of yeah. lost his goal scoring streak a little, his uh, goal scoring shine a little bit this season. You know, is it just me too, or do these former players have a leg up when they go against guys like Pascal Vincent or Brad Larson, because you know that they've been on Stanley cup winning teams. They've been in the locker room. Like they've had hall of fame careers playing. Does that give them a leg up in terms of like, I guess the stage isn't too big for him. Like sometimes it felt like with Brad Larson behind the bench, like, Ooh, like, is this, is this too, too much for him right now? Like, I don't feel like that would be too much for Patrick Waugh because it's like, he's Patrick Waugh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you mean in terms of like a like a pressure? Yeah, situation. just a pressure. Yeah. Yes. Because I was gonna say, like, I don't necessarily think that it, being a good player makes you a good coach. Right, Wayne but, Gretzky. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, we all remember <laughs> that disastrous. Uh, was it like literally one season that he coached the Coyotes mm-hmm. and it was god awful? Yeah, it was. But not good. Yeah, Patrick Waugh, I think, and he has. This is something that I don't necessarily think that Pascal Vincent doesn't have, but like you said, he's been coaching for a long time. He's he knows how to people manage, um, and and if if uh, let me let me try and, and figure out how to, how I want to put this into words. Patrick Waugh might not be the best coach, but I can guarantee he probably knows more about coaching than any any like either you or I will ever learn. Right. You know whether he can bring that out in in people is a different story. He's, he's been around the block. He knows how everything works. Um, and he's got the the experience with authority mm-hmm. is, is what I is what I'm trying to get at here. You know, he knows how being a head coach he knows what being a head coach is like. Um, and I think when he's not gonna fall into the trap that Brad Larson did of wanting to be the coach and also the player's friends. Yeah. Yeah, he's not gonna fall into that trap. And because and he knows how to manage that at least enough, being that he's coached 16 years behind a bench, like even though it's not all in the NHL, it's still he's coached really extremely good talent and had to manage egos and um, 
he's won the Vesna trophy. Like, I'm <laughs> like, you know, it's like, there's so many things that are going right for him in terms of what he did as a player and what he's doing right now as a coach that I would be very, very intrigued by that. But man, that 30 minutes flew by. <laughs> we could talk about this all day, honestly. Um, we really, really could. And hopefully by the time this comes up again, we have a coach. Hopefully this is the last time this year ever as a Blue Jackets fan. I hope our next coach coaches 50 able years. To do all this again next <laughs> season. I'm going to be mad as hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, so that'll be, that'll be, um, that'll be fun to see what happens with that. That's all we have for today. Tomorrow we'll be talking a little bit about a guy named Emil Bemstrom. Yes, that is his season review is coming up later this week. Thank you all so much for listening, for making us your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets, again, free and available on all platforms, YouTube and the SiriusXM app. I've been Hayden Heilshorn. You can find me on Twitter at HaydenH971. Co-host there is Jay Foster. You can find him on Twitter at underscore Jacob with a K, F-O-R-S-T-E-R. That R is silent. I don't know. He's just as silent. I I wish I was cool enough to have silent letters in my name. Maybe one day. Um um, but that's all we have for you today. You can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets. And you can also email us any questions, comments, or concerns locked on bluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.